Blog Talk Radio. Actually, he's a guy who also 
he have had, I should say now, had a reputation for being sort of a cold kind of fighter. Meaning that, I mean, you have certain sportsmanship, but Kovalev, um, in one of the fights, unfortunately, uh, a guy sustained injuries uh, and he didn't make it against Kovalev. Um, this was in one of his earlier fights. And, like, I mean, Kovalev, he's, he's not, he's sort of, I'm not going to say unapologetic, but, you know, just that demeanor, he, you know, that happens in fighting. And it seemed like he kind of took that kind of approach. Um, and then he fought Andre Ward, and it kind of turned out that, you know, he, uh, Kovalev's a top-level, top-notch fighter, but in a boxing term, he had kind of been put out to be a bully to the point to where he could give, but he couldn't take. And with that said, that that right there hurts your outer image a lot of times. It hurts your your public image. It hurts how people look at you outside of boxing a lot of times. This guy's a bully, you know, kind of the way he fights. You know, he's a guy who doesn't eat body shots at that. I mean, so, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, boxers, I mean, anybody, well, most boxers, can get hurt by a very, very well-placed body shot. But, I mean, Kovalev, he's just, he's a guy who's just, he's not the toughest. He's a guy who, he cannot get, take what he gives out. If he was punching himself, Kovalev, he couldn't take it. He wouldn't land. So, as I say, just to bring the uh, point back around, that image, people tend to look at that image in a ring and associate that with your image outside of the ring to where, you're going to give, you know, you're, you're kind of a bully type of thing. And I don't, as I say, I wasn't there. I don't know anything that happened. So, but I just want to speak to that part of it. Mm-hmm. According to what I can find out, and I went back and did some research on it, uh, he happened to be in a bar. Uh, I guess he hit on some woman. The woman told him to, to buzz off. Um, and a gentleman stepped in to you know, protect her honor. And uh, next thing you know, and it was on and off. You know, boom. Uh, he just uh, started swinging. Uh, uh, originally, it was, uh, you know, um, battery with mayhem. Uh, they reduced the charge to uh, assault and battery. And uh, so he, that's the reason for the, the probation. But he got uh, three years, and uh, um, he's got to do uh, uh, some community service, also uh, 200 hours of community service. So we hope that he uh, gets it together and uh, that, that stuff doesn't go on. Uh, no one could, uh, We've all been there. Oh, yeah. And it's weird because <laughs> it's weird because, I mean, it, it's, as an as a ordinary person, as an ordinary citizen, you get in trouble anyway for actual physical violence. So now amp that up, amp that up, <laughs> and essentially, you know, Kovalev is a walking machine gun. I mean, if he if the guy hits you with bare knuckles, he's very, very capable of killing you. I mean, mm-hmm. any any trained fighter is for the most part. That's why that's why they are licensed, <laughs> they are registered, they are on the books as being walking dangerous weapons. So mm-hmm. I mean, and, and as I say, people in public they're going to egg you. I mean, especially when you're in a light or, or you have a bit of success, you're going to get, you know, people trying to, you know, egg you on, trying to knock you off of that part, you know. Now, if you're just going around acting a fool, well, mm-hmm. that's on you. That is on you. But, I mean, you can't, you know, that, that reminds me of what Conor McGregor did. It's <laughs> simple as that. Right. McGregor, McGregor <laughs> Jones, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'll let Bob speak on that a little more. Do you, do you remember early in Kovalev's career, maybe his first fight on TV, the announcer said that uh, Kovalev was meaner than Sonny Liston in the ring and meaner than Sugar Ray out of the ring. That takes a broad, <laughs> that's a broad statement because Sugar Ray was nasty outside of the ring for slapping yeah. women around when he came in his oh, bar. Man. And and Joe Lewis got him by the by the by the arm one time and told him to you know cut it out and uh, boy Sugar Ray backed off real quick you know he was slapping this woman around and Joe Lewis was a gentleman of course you know all about listen 
You know, right. that, his reputation in Philly was horrible. Yeah. You know? Well, listen. He was just listen crazy. Yeah, listen, didn't, uh, many times didn't uh, go to a camp. He went to a bar on uh, 29th and Susquehanna, <laughs> and he used to get shit-faced. And then he'd start breaking things up, and the next thing you know, the guys at the 15th District used to get a call, and they knew when he went in there what was going to happen. It would take five or six of them just to try to get him down. And he'd take uh, – I mean, they used to send the whole squad just to get this guy under control. That's how, that's where his sparring partners were, the cops. 13 or, four, 13 or 14 guys was an average. Yeah. You get listed yeah. down. Yeah. Pretty soon they didn't even arrest him. They just said, drive home, we'll follow you. Make sure you don't get in any accidents and then don't start anything. And we don't want to fight yep. tonight. Because right. he was so right. damn crazy. Sure. Yeah, that's true, too. Yep. Hey, Bob, I, I got a question for you. Um, UFC uh, 256 is ready to go, except that they pulled the uh, the number one card. Uh, yeah. Burns. Um, yeah, so they pulled that. Um, I'm not exactly sure why they pulled it, uh, but I think they're just going to push Nunes up to the top. Uh, Nunes was out, uh, going to be you know, taking time off. 2020 to be a mom, um, but it looks like she just signed up against Megan Anderson for the headliner on that. So mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be good, you know, for that to to fill in. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that'd be 256. Is there any? You had, you know the reason they pulled pulled that card? No, I, I couldn't. I, I I didn't get into that today. I'm I'm on the road again, so yeah. uh, I apologize okay. for that. But uh, yeah. Uh, the, the hey, other hey, Bob, uh, I finally got a chance to see Khabib fight. I oh, now know why you think? like him. The guy's <laughs> relentless. Oh, yeah. He never uh, stops. He takes the offense I mean, all, every second. Dr. Hell Chris, you, even, uh, you, you, uh, you look him up back in the day you know, on YouTube, and they, they've got pictures of him re- uh, wrestling a bear in, in, in Russia. I think he was like 14 When he was something. young. When he was young, yeah. yeah. When he was young. I've seen that. <laughs> You know, so, I mean, the kid's been a, a phenom wrestler forever. And, like, his whole family, like we talked last week, uh, his cousin, I think his cousin's going into uh, Bellator. Um, just, just, I mean, and, you know, uh, other guys from his squad are doing really well. Um, yeah, they're coming over and bringing some punishment. And, uh, you know, he's coming up. You know, there's there's talk about right now. Um, me and Frank were talking off air. But uh, uh, the only way GSP would come out of retirement would be to fight Khabib. Um, because Khabib's got that name, and GSP, you know, GSP's a, a world-class athlete, great wrestler himself, his own right, uh, two-time di- or different weight division champion, um, that kind of stuff, and there's no real reason for him to come out of retirement, but he's flirted with the idea since Khabib's doing that well. Um, mm-hmm. But Khabib's got, uh, he's got a fight coming up against Justin Gagey, so for yeah. UFC 254, so we got to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were rerunning uh, some of his fights last week on TV, yeah. and, and then the, they interrupted it. They just stopped. I wonder who won that fight. I guess he did because I didn't hear anything contrary. But, man, he you know what he reminds you of? Like, he's like Lomachenko in the ring. He never stops doing something. <laughs> he's always yeah. on the offense. He's moving around you. He's either powder punching you or he's trying to knock your head off. And he'd go yeah. from one mm-hmm. extreme to the other and, Khabib, he just, he's relentless. I couldn't believe it. He's, he's really wound up. Jesus. Yeah, he's one of those guys, you don't want him to touch you, because as soon as he touches you, he's going to grab you and pull to the ground. you gotta, you got to beat him off. You know, make the bad man stop. Yeah, but it's just not it's not working out for anybody. No one can beat him right now. So. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a hell of a fighter. Ooh. And the thing about Khabib, Khabib, we'll see. Yeah. yeah, the thing about Khabib is Khabib, he could get you all sorts of ways. Uh, you just can't let that guy touch you. He, he's like glue. He's like glue, and then he he just he'll mold and gel on you until he gets you where he wants you to. To be, he's not. He 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 can he he finishes, but he's not a guy who's gonna who's like exciting. Uh, how I'm gonna say? I mean, Khabib he'll grind you out to a decision. He, he can yeah. do that. He can finish you, but I mean, he's not the guy that's gonna you know. That's known to always finish you, I should say. Um, yeah, yeah. Where he has to 
where he has to worry is just, I'm, I'm gonna say this much. Uh, Gaethje does have very good cardio. He has very good cardio. Um, and in the Ferguson fight, he switched some things up to where it could benefit him against Khabib. But as I said time and time again, that leg kick is his ultimate weapon. And I mean, it'll serve him well. It serves him well whoever he fights. Except for Khabib. You, you, you always kind of want to keep that brace balanced against Khabib. For some strange reason, I just think, you know, you really have to be good with your timing and kicks against him, against everything, because he'll fake. He, he's one of the best at doing one thing and then getting the takedown. I mean, right. I mean the guy, the guy, the guy he, his head will be up high. He's tossing punches. It looks like he's cocking back to hit you. Next thing you know, you're on the ground. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's just he's really smart and crafty, um, and and as I say, that's it's just going to be hard for Gaethje. I say, but yeah, uh, his his stands up's like an illusion. It's like a it, it's it's like a smoke exactly. and mirrors. I mean, it's you know he can still get you with it, but it, yeah, it, it, but you get looking at it, and then all of a sudden he shoots in, and you're on the ground. He and he doesn't even got to get a good shot. He can miss it and just have your ankle or something, and he just pulls exactly. himself right up onto you. Well, exactly. He could take you down from the cage. He could take you down. He could shoot takedown. He could chain takedowns. I mean, the guy is. Kajadi wants to uh, wants him to, to uh, fight him in the uh, UFC 254, uh, so he can get his belt. Is, is is there any possibility of that ever happening, Bob? Ooh, Gagey's got talent. I'm not going to take that away. I mean, Khabib is so. <clears throat> As much as I'm against the smack talk, if he can, if Gagey can do enough smack talk and keep Khabib on his feet, maybe he can outscore him. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe he can get that knockout. I mean, that's one thing. You know, just like boxing, MMA, everyone's always got that puncher's chance, and that's you know that's why I love it. You know, because you know you can turn those tables at the you know you can be the 51 underdog and get that one lucky shot, put somebody down. So right. it keeps you on your toes. You can't really you can't mm-hmm. you know 100 percent. But you know if it's a straight wrestling match, yeah, it's Khabib all the day. Now. Gagey's got good takedown defense, and Gagey's a good wrestler himself. Yeah. So, yeah. so the, 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 he's bringing some good stuff to the table. And so, if if Gagey's not the man to do it, I'm not sure who is. You, you know, at this point, um, and that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. So, because um, the division, you know, it, 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 Khabib's kind of separating himself from the division, um, and, and Gagey's proved himself getting up there. So Gagey, you know, and I love Khabib, you know, and I'm on the Khabib bandwagon until he, you know, smashes his car into somebody or punches somebody in the ball. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> you never, you know, you never can push that stuff past the Russians. That's just a night out. You know what I mean? So right, um, right. And then, uh, so you, 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 you never know. So, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I would be on the Gagey train too. I'm, I got nothing against Justin. Um, I think that's going to be an epic fight, and I've got that on my calendar. Um, I'm not watching yeah. it on tonight because you know I'm on the road, but. I will definitely right. be putting uh, putting that one on the calendar. I think that's uh, how about how about a technical so October twenty fourth, I think. Okay. Oh, sorry. Technical expert, let's hear your thoughts. Um, with, with uh, Gacy and Khabib. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh I, yeah. I, I just gave it not too long. Well, I gave part of it not too long ago. I think yeah. Gacy. Uh, uh, and Bob is absolutely correct. If Gacy could keep it standing, if somehow he could not get taken down, uh, or if he could get up, if Khabib keep him there, which which I, as that's I mean almost at this point it's almost hard to fathom. But two guys in a fight, you never know. <laughs> you never know. But um, if he keeps it standing, Gacy's going to win. I mean, I, I, unless Khabib lands a lucky shot, I mean, because mm-hmm. Khabib, his his boxing is is real. It is smoke and mirrors, but it's hard smoke mm-hmm. and mirrors too. So I mean, yeah, you, sure. I mean you don't want to get hit with a mirror. So I mm-hmm. mean, you have to kind of you know watch that too. Um, but if it's mm-hmm. standing, I, I mean, I, I would have to lean heavily toward Gaethje just because that's not what Khabib's going to want to do. He, Khabib is going to want to. He's going to want to get skin to skin with you. He's going to, you know, he's going to want to get control of your body. That's his whole game. Um, and Gaethje, I mean, he he, he is a, a, a top notch wrestler. 
he has very, very extremely good takedown defense. But I mean, you, you, as I say, you're fighting a guy who's who's fought guys like you before. He's fought strikers. Khabib really has fought nothing. I mean, for a minute, he's fought very good strikers. McGregor, so, I mean, everybody, everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, Gaethje, he's not going to be. I mean, he's, he's a new fighter, so you know, you didn't see everything from. But Khabib has seen. I mean, guys who was explosive. I mean, guys who, you know, who take you out of there one twitch of a shot. Gaethje can do it, but his game plan is usually to to beat on you and wear you down and then knock you out. <laughs> so, uh, it's. I mean, it, we, we'll see. We'll see. The, the, the contrast and styles will make it real interesting. All right. Chris, we got uh, uh, Terrence Crawford and Kell Brook coming up on the 14th of uh, November on uh, ESPN at 8 p.m. Uh, what's your thoughts on that fight? Well, I think I've said this before. Uh, what weight is is it, what weights are going to be? Is is he going to drop down to uh, 147 for this fight, Kell Brook? Was my yeah, it was my understanding. Yeah. Well, he's not too good at 47. You know, he's he's a little bigger than that. I don't know that he got the stamina all 12 rounds to to go. You know, I don't like his stamina when he's pressing that weight weight uh, problem. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, that's how, you know it all depends on his on his weight. Other than his, he's not not getting he's not getting any younger either. And he's had yeah. a lot of tough fights over his career. So I, I look to the other guy in this one. Crawford, Z. Yeah, he got to. He got to. He's smart. He adapts. He adapts. He changes according to your style. He knows. He figures you out real quick. And uh, damn, he's tough to fight. So uh, you got to go with him. Plus, he's an undefeated fighter. Nobody's ever figured him out yet. And uh, and he's you know he's always well conditioned and and uh, you know a tough guy to bet against. Tough guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, well, I completely agree with Doctor Chris. Um, At this point in time, Kel Brook is he's he's no longer world class effective at welterweight. To me, mm-hmm. um, he—he's—I mean, he—he in this fight, he, the only thing he has an advantage of is weight and experience. I mean, at the most, and that's—I mean, because Crawford, Crawford's a guy who, who are old Cal, I mean, it's still going to be work for Crawford, and there's still going to be moments Crawford's going to have to watch out for, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now Crawford's a guy who an old—I mean, a younger Kell Brook would have would have probably—I I can't say beat, but I would have favored a younger Kell Brook. Um, mm-hmm. But after just just he's not effective at welterweight anymore, and he, as I said, he's a guy who's kind of had has a curse of the between weights, where he's he's between he's he's not he, he's he's really not effective because of the because he's just too heavy at welterweight. And he's not fully a 154. He's not going to be as effective or never really fully the 154 pounder. So, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it, he's just has that curse. He's just kind of between those two weights and it's later in his career. So, I mean, the, the, I mean, he's a guy right now who, he, who you go, it's a little, it's, it's going to be some work, but for the name, for the name, Kell Brook is going to be some work, but that's what this fight is, is for the name. Right. Hey Bob, um, going back to uh, to UFC, um, we got uh, Holly Holm uh, last week uh, had a, a tremendous outing. Uh, wanna, can you update our, our fans on that? Um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it uh, surprising last week, but Holly Holm did pull it out, um, did really well. I, I, I'm a Holly Holm fan, uh, being the one that you know she had one upsetted uh, Ronda Rousey, um, you know didn't do good def- uh, defending her title. Um, against, uh, I think she lost to Misha Tate. I can't remember. It was a while back. Uh, not Misha Tate. It was, uh, uh, it might have been Nunes, but I can't remember. But yeah, did a great oh, job. So I didn't get to see the fight. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't see the fight either. I heard she did wonderful also. Um, and it, it, it was uh, Amanda Nunez, if I'm correct. Amanda Nunez kicked her in the head. Um, yeah. And Holly, Holly got real dizzy. And, and it, she said it was an early stoppage. I don't think it was really, but yeah, there's a case for it. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Holly Holmes, <laughs> yeah, um, he's getting up there in age, too. But, yeah, I was just gonna I say mean, that. She she's somebody she's somebody that every time it seems that, you know, you overlook her and you think she's ready to be put on that stool, she puts up a very good performance. Mm-hmm. So I mean she's not she's not anyone that you know, she's not going out easy. No. No, but, uh, yeah. I believe she's uh um thirty seven, he said uh in the yeah. in the trades this week. Um you know, 37 years old, I sure as hell wouldn't want to be getting in the ring getting my ass whipped, and she obviously is not getting her ass whipped. She's whipping ass, so uh, I guess maybe that might be a uh, – <laughs> that may be something she started, to make she her started as a boxer, yeah, a boxer and then went kickboxing and stuff. And so, yep. you know, kickboxers and boxers don't have the longevity – in the sport as like the grappling dudes, the grappling dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can get an arm bar here and there, but it, it, it's yeah. good to, to, uh, you, you know, you can tap out and say, uncle, you don't really get hurt unless you're, uh, arrogant or, you know, egotistical or stupid. You know what I mean? Um, so the, the grapplers tend to do better into the late, you know, thirties, you know, they're in grappling their most life or most of their life. Um, but the, the ones that have been, you know, boxing and kickboxing and taking those, those hard shots in their early twenties, by the time you hit 40, I mean, it, it catches up with you. you know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, really, really, and uh, just the, the the impact, the contact, the impact, really. It, it, I mean, when you're grappling, it's a procession. You're still putting your body under strain, but it's a procession of strain. Um, yeah. The body's meant to lift and, and, and you know, grapple. You know, that's what the body's meant for. The body is only meant to absorb a certain amount of, you know, impactful contact before it starts reacting a certain sort of way permanently. Um, So, I mean, you know, and, and, and and even with grappling, you grapple long enough, you're going to, you know, you're going to have problems with your neck. You're going to have problems with your back. I mean, just, just, I mean, you're going to have problems with, you know, certain things because you're putting those things under strain so much. Mm -hmm. Okay. Chris? We don't want to talk about age. <laughs> That's true. I'm a damn That's expert true. on that. <laughs> that body can't take it anymore. I tell you, I I I, uh, I uh, was about 37 years old, and my kids wanted to go to the gym uh, down down in Chester, down Third Street. That's a nice gym there. Some good fighters. I put the gloves on with the uh, uh, amateur champion, a six-footer, and I got my nose dented pretty good. Uh, I, I couldn't block the jab. Uh, uh, he landed a lot of punches on You know, I just didn't have it. I, you, you lose that coordination. It's like uh, when you, when you, you know, you don't think it's going to, you think you got it all, but you don't, you know, it takes a toll on you. I always got a kick out of watching the old the old uh, uh, ball games when uh, the old baseball games when they bring the old timers in, and, and these these guys couldn't even hit it out of the infield when they were fifty. You know they were they were struggling, and how the hell do you expect a boxer to fight at forty? I mean it, it's it's hard. It's just a hard hard the thing. Christian, so uh, you got to be one of those rare people. Uh, I remember when yeah. Jim Brown. Uh, had retired, and somebody said, "Jim, you think you could come back right now?" And uh, uh, this guy's going after your record. That way, he wouldn't be able to break your record. Jim said, "Oh yeah, I'd come back right now." And I thought, "No, you can't, Jim. Fifty some years old now. You know, wake up. You know, you were great in your day, but time to time to pass it on the torch on to the younger guys. Let them enjoy some." Uh, when Elaine finally gets you to move to Florida, I'm going to have you join their, their, their uh, softball team. You play the guy. We have one guy, a, a pitcher who was a hell of a pitcher. I you love know, it's an arc, arc ball, but he's 90 years old and he's still uh, out there every day um, pitching. And it's 
fantastic. We had, we had uh, Eddie Gebhardt tried to get Mickey Vernon to come back and play uh, with our with our uh, softball team. We had the art pitching, and uh, right. Mickey Mickey laughed. Mickey laughed. Christ, he was eighty seven <laughs> years old. You know. <laughs> well, I wow. I felt good. I could hit that damn pitch too. I that art pitching, I could clobber. Sure. I I I I uh, that was very easy for me to. The curveball wasn't easy, but that arc pitch was easy. You know. You know, just so everybody knows, uh, there was a a player at uh, Chichester High School back uh, many years ago, and uh, when the when, when Archie wanted somebody to go in there and and uh, take them out, he uh, called upon his uh, his special specialist. And that would be uh, a, a guy who grew up to be a dentist. I won't say who or where, but uh, we're talking to him right now. Not a nice, uh, not a nice guy, that guy. I knew him. <laughs> I didn't have a good reputation in football for some reason or other. You know, that, that was the no-nose guard era where you got, yep. you got punched in the face, and it was very easy to, to yep. get kicked out of the game. I mean – Albert Chai was notorious for that. Uh, we 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 had the only game in Delaware County history that was stopped for fighting, and the coach said, "Call it off." Yes, we got to play next week on on Thanksgiving Day. He said, "This is nothing but a damn barroom brawl," and he and he called the called the damn game off for fighting. The coach, but Ray Spafford came out from Lansdowne. Apicella came out. And he said, "I agree." Every time the yeah. ball is snapped, there's ten punches exchanged. So, <laughs> you know, all I'm aiming for my nose. I was a damn center. Man, I got punched the hell. They punched the hell out of my. I mean, then I, I until I got my nose guard. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing is with, uh, so that the younger people would know that uh, they used to actually put lime in the uh, field for marking the fields. And if once you're once you're wet, if somebody throws lime down your your uh, your back, um, you're you're out for the rest of the game. You're trying to get that damn burn off, and uh, that was another way that uh, was used back in the in the 50s uh, and early 60s to uh, make sure you got somebody out of the game. But uh, yeah, uh, throwing dirt that, in your face. Yeah, that was a piece normal of activity. Throwing dirt in your face, <laughs> sticking your fingers in the other guy's eyes. I mean, that was really dirty football when we played high school football in the early 50s. It was dirty. It was, you know, we had so many broken noses on our, uh, on you know, in, in football. And, and actually, uh, teeth, too. A lot of damage to your teeth. We didn't wear mouth guards, and we didn't have nose guards. That, that's, that was awful. I broke my nose. I got I got elbowed in the nose by the end of an elbow from a 250 pounder, and he was on my team. I'm the only guy he hurt in five years of football. He hurt his own team. My nose bled so bad the team got sick to their stomach when I took my hands away from my face, and um, the, nobody wanted to play after that. So they they took me down to the doctor and Mark a sook. And he put a bar up my nose with Vaseline and gauze on it. And he set my nose there, right right on the spot. He cracked it both ways and did best as he could. And he put a tape on it. And, uh, of course, my nose swelled up like a balloon. But after it healed, it looked better. I got better looking, actually. Doesn't happen too often. <laughs> I got rid of that flat, sliding nose. I had a nice, a nice point to it, like on top, a little, little Roman uh, nose. I liked it. So, uh, I still didn't get any get screen Devin, tests, but. We get Devin Haney coming up against uh, Yuri Gambo on the 7th of uh, November. What's your thoughts? You talking yeah. to me, Frank? No, to, to Z. Zito. Oh, Z. Can you hear me, Z? I guess we are talking to you then. Yes, yes. I'm. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, Gamboa. Uh, <laughs> he's. He's. Um. 
he's a guy who I like what he did. I like what he did, but as I said before, his career uh, has been the prime of his career was uh, spent on the sidelines. I think he's he's a guy who uh, promotionally, if his promotion was right, he could have did a lot better than uh, you know. I think he could have been more. Um, with that said, he's he's. He's right now. Devin Haney's the one that that's coming up, and Gamboa's the one who's having trouble. Uh, well, he's not having trouble. He's more or less, you know, he's just he's past it. He's past it. And right now, he's the man. He's a name. He's a name. He gave Tank a good fight. He gave Tank Davis a good fight, but uh, I mean, right now he's he's just how how many good fights does he have left? You know, I, I feel the same way about that. Uh, he's had it. Gamboa's had it. How the hell he, he gave uh, D- Davis a good fight? I, I don't know. I thought he was going to get murdered. But it, it didn't happen. I thought Davis was going to kill him. <laughs> For some reason, it turned out the other way. Maybe Davis was a little overconfident. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? You guys were joined by a, a former senior member of our staff, who, uh, whenever he came on, uh, I love to introduce him as faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap small women in a single bound, Mr. Benny Henderson. <laughs> Benny, how you doing? Yeah, I'm peaches and cream, peaches and cream. Thank you so much for having me on board once again. Now, back then I could jump, I'm fat, just fall, but... um. <laughs> And this is big, tall, drunken minute. I want to talk sports and flip. That's okay. Now, I know you're talking about something else, but I heard the, the, the man uh, talking a minute ago. I didn't catch his name. His nose in football and look prettier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like my, my wife's sex life. The other night was making love, right? And, um,. <laughs> And I was drunk, and we were making love. And I apologized for the kids out there. I was teaching cleaning. And I said, my gosh, Sharon, you were so soft. She goes, Benny, you're humping the pillow. So, um, well, she got mad because I didn't stop. But anyways, praise the Lord, you still alive. And she punched, you punched me in my nose, and she said it back, and it was pretty too, sir. Now, I want, to touch on I want to touch on something real quick about politics. It, um. So I'm always drinking, so I'm very political. Now, listen, everybody is up in arms about, you know, Donald Trump catching, you know, the corona, COVID-19, and coming back so soon. Sorry, my dog's barking. What they don't understand, the Democrats are really mad about it. The problem was he never had the coronas. They, they, they missed – they really misdiagnosed him because I'm friends with him, okay? What happened was – Seriously, he was celebrating – this month is Mexican Heritage Month, right? So he was celebrating with some corona, and he was uh-huh. actually hung over. He was actually hung over. They took him to Walter Reed, and that's why he was able to get over this within 24 hours. You've been drunk before? There you go. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> I just wanted to touch on that, let everybody know that's what it was. Everybody's <laughs> mad about you know, his wife, Melania Trump. Melania Trump, whatever, you know. Listen – she has a beautiful voice. There's nothing like a woman with a beautiful um, accent because, you know, she has a Russian accent, you know, the Spanish accent. My wife has a hillbilly accent, which is just as pretty. And when they're cussing you, you don't know that they're cussing you. So <laughs> I don't blame her for doing wow. good. You know, Nancy Pelosi's mad about it. You know, look at her. Not very pretty. You know, I mean, trust me. And Bill Clinton, you know what he told me? He goes, I just want to talk to Melina for just about four minutes. And smoke a cigar. And I want to hey, check on other stuff. Sir? Benny, you want to update us on uh, on your favorite fighter uh, that you talked to last week? Um, actually, I was going to call him this evening, and I got drunk and forgot. But uh, uh-huh. he's doing okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, you talking about my grandson? <laughs> no, no, no. So, I'm a granddad now. It's funny when we started yeah. this show, I was a dad with two young kids. Now I'm an old dad with a grandkid. Right, right. that's right. 
You and Ty became oh, grandfathers about the same time. Who did? You and Ty. Ty, hey, congratulations. Yep. Yeah, Ty's, Ty's working tonight. But mm-hmm. Yeah, he, uh, his wife, I mean, his wife, his daughter had a beautiful little girl. Absolutely. Uh, I love this dude with more than anything in my heart. And we call him Scooter for Bob. His name is Scooter. For anybody who knows Bob Carroll, um, his nickname was Scooter. So we nicknamed this guy Scooter. And he acts just like Bob. He makes sure that I'm not alive. He makes sure that I'm standing up. He makes sure that I'm on my toes. Just like his Uncle Bobby. And uh, so last night, my wife thought, we're going to keep him. Yeah, we can. He sleeps. Found out just during the day. And uh, so about six o'clock this morning, we're like, we can do this more. we're too old. So, um, but the good thing is you can feed him candy and send him home, which, of course, he's only like two and a half weeks old. So anyways, I love this show, man. You guys, thank you guys for keeping it going and, and I do want to say one thing I'm really pissed off about. The Cowboys, I'm a big, hard Dallas Cowboy fan. You have a trem- I know, I heard that. And anybody who's argued with me, that's fine. Dak Prescott is the man. Now, he did throw the past two games, it ended with a, you know, interception. But when you're coming from behind 20-something points, you yeah. have to force the ball. The, the, the defense is, is terrible. It's, it's just terrible. We need some help. We need some prayers. We need some holy water. We really we need something. And tomorrow we play what the zero and four Giants. And usually I would be excited that we're playing the Giants zero and four. But with our defense, they might be one and four before it's over with. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, I want to tell you to be careful about that. My buddy left uh, two Cowboys tickets on it on his uh, dashboard in his car. And somebody busted his window out and left four more. <laughs> you know, normally I would get mad and talk. I would talk to Mac, but that is actually a funny. That's pretty damn funny. I mean, I don't care. That's almost, that's almost Richard Pryor funny. I mean, I mean, it's almost more like Rosa and Bar funny, but it's almost Richard Pryor. Funny. Okay, before let you guys go, first season Rosa or time where she got kicked off? I don't know. Yeah. Before I let you guys go, I, you know I'm a white kid. I'm a white guy here in, in you know southern in the southern state. And as far as racism go, it does not go here because we are all hardworking on both sides of all different colors, and we all understand our hardships. And I'm going to tell everybody right now: the one thing that we need, we don't need to defund the police. We don't need to defund anything. What we need is more love and understanding and drink a beer. We should all sit down and drink a beer and talk about our differences, talk about our problems, and understand that we are all not only Americans, we are all human beings, child of God. Believe it or not, we only have a certain time on this rock we call Earth, and we're all humans, and we're all brothers and sisters. And I'm just saying that, that we love one another. We should love one another and understand our differences. Amen. And the Cowboys again, never make a joke like that again. I swear I'll come to your house and I'll poop right in, right in your driveway, just like the dude did that. Hey, we got uh, Earl Spence and uh, Danny Garcia moved to uh, December fifth. Uh, is that for a bigger crowd, or, or what? What's the story on that? Well, was it? It's, it's supposed to be here in Dallas, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be down at the AT&T. Well, well I don't know because um, the deal is, you know how it's, it's constantly changing as far as the crowd, you know, that, that they'll let so many. If, if you watch football, they won't have none. Then they have, like, so many or this or that. So maybe they're pushing it to see the restrictions, you know, see what happens, um, and see what happens after the election. Be honest, because, you know, whoever gets it, I mean, I know it sounds dumb, but they may restrict more or restrict less. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know. It's it's a good question, but um, I just uh, I thought about going to the fight, but 
I don't know because they're not as good as me because I'm undefeated with a title. And that's great. I just, I just that's great. It's, it's hard for me to see less. That's true. And, that's true. And the great thing, when I had my grandson, I called um, uh, Layman Brewster, the former WL heavyweight champion, and I told him he, he was so happy. He goes, man, I'm so proud. He goes, I cannot wait to tell him so many stories. And I told him, I said, me neither. I'm, I'm undefeated. And one day when I'm sitting there, he's going to say, Pops, tell me, tell me again about that time you beat Vladimir Klitschko for heavy battle in Arkansas. <laughs> Hopefully Google won't be around or I can at least edit the name. So I'm just saying. But uh, And this moment was brought to you by Keystone Light. They do not sponsor me, but I do drink it. <laughs> Okay, Benny. Thanks. I love you guys. Man. Thank you so much for having me on. But um, right. I need to – I got to come up here and um, pop another top because if I don't drink between breaths, I don't feel right. Oh, there you go. There you go. I love you guys. Thank you so much. And um, until next week, be good, be blessed. And if you can't, be good. At least I'll be good at it. That's it. Dallas Cowboys rule. Uh, oh, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I only get it once a month and that's that. Maybe. Z, do you want to, get, want to try that one about uh, Earl Spence and, and uh, Danny Garcia? Well, I, I, I think uh, Benny was absolutely right. It, you, you don't know how the venues are going to be. And, you know, what, right now it's still wiggle room with, with everyone to a certain extent. Just because you want to, you want to be able to get the your largest. Well, not even the crowd. You want to get the money's worth. The promoters are trying to get the money's worth. I mean, you have to pay the fighters. You have to, you know, have to pay everyone else. So, I imagine that they'll be doing. They're just trying to see if they can get, you know, how they can do the crowds, or if right. if they can, you know, even get a crowd in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, see if they can, you know, do a gate. <laughs> And you know, as I say, this, and this is a large promotion. So, right. so with large promotions, they they can really afford to you know have this wiggle room. These are these are corporate you know conglomerations. Boxing promotions are are very uh, they're they're corporations. People don't understand how much money that Bob Arum and Al Heyman generate. <laughs> they generate you know you know they they you know they're straight corporations. So when you uh, when you're a corporation, you do have that bit a little little bit of wiggle room. You, you have something to sit back on while these times happen. The smaller promotions they they don't have this wiggle room right now. Smaller box of promotion, uh, it, it, it seems it's just it, it's it's really hard. It's it's really sure. hard right now. So. The uh, they also moved uh, Ryan Garcia and Luke Campbell to that same ticket. Um, on the uh, the fifth at the AT and T Center at uh, in Dallas, so uh, it'll be both of the, both the Garcias fighting at the same day. Um, and that card. should be that's sh- that's a good card, yeah. Um, yeah, Bob, um, I've got another one for you. Um, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, is it going to happen or is it just a uh, talk? <clears throat> So I've seen a couple different articles on that. Dana at one point said Conor McGregor's not fighting again in 2020. And then just recently they're saying that that's going to be the only fight he can have in 2020. Um, McGregor's right. saying he's ready. Uh, he wants to come out of retirement again. I don't know. We don't know if he's retired, if he's locked down a deal with Pacquiao or Mayweather. We don't know what's going on with him. So um, it's all over the place. But there is talk. Um, for them filling in for UFC 255, um, mm-hmm. it would be McGregor and Poirier for their second ma- uh, matchup, uh, which which is good. They're not giving uh, McGregor like, you know, they're going to make McGregor work himself back up, do a second one with Poirier, um, but they'll also have like Valentina uh, Shevchenko on that fight versus J- uh, Jennifer Maya. So it'll be a good card. Um, there's just it's not. They're both kind of confirming it. But there's no lockdown deal yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the uh, 
and again, we had talked, uh, we breezed past it earlier about GSP coming out of retirement. Uh, do you think that's going to happen? I think um, if 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 Gagey doesn't beat Khabib, then Khabib could pull uh, GSP. I mean, you know, all these guys. I mean, all of us, man. I mean, if you get if you get the the, the guy that's on top. I mean, going back, GSP and Khabib are both phenomenal athletes, amazing wrestlers, but not the kind of guys that go for fight of the night. You know, just like you know, he was saying earlier. You know, they're not, they're not. Um, they, they, they will grind you. They, they'll get the win. You, you know, I mean, unfortunately, because they're just they're, they're phenomenal wrestlers. Um, yeah. But but at the same time, they're they're at least exciting enough to watch. Versus GSP, you know, I mean, I tip my hat to him. Class act, never, never, you know, even on top, never messed up as a champion, retired a champion, still a class act, can still come back. Um, you know, starting a couple of movies, and that's, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. I mean, Rampage Jackson kind of did it a little bit. He got on the little wild side, but starting some movies. I mean, that's kind of what you do. You don't go out and punch people in bars and start fights and that kind of stuff as a professional <laughs> athlete. But, but, um, so, but they're both excited. You know, they're both phenomenal athletes, and I think uh, uh, GSP would come out of retirement if the money was correct. Just like McGregor keeps retiring because he's jumping where the money's at. If he can get one of these boxers sure. to sign a deal with him, you know, Pacquiao or, 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 or Mayweather, or, you know, there's all that chime and talk. And, you know, you've got the name, make the money. And that's what everyone's trying to do. So mm-hmm. I, I could see it possibly happening. Um, but GSP is pretty much stated that he could be the only reason he'd come out of retirement. Okay. <laughs> we got uh, – uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to agree with Bob, um, yeah, especially with that Conor McGregor comment to where Conor McGregor is going to go where the money is right yeah. now, and you don't, you don't know where he's at. You don't know if he wants to be in an MMA. And believe me, if, if the money it was made right in the MMA for him to fight, he'd be fighting in the MMA. But right now, he still has options. It's crazy to me. But he still has options. The last two fights I saw him in, he lost the boxing match, and what turned out to be a wrestling match, he lost. Right. So, I, I mean, it is. It, I mean, his value—he's overvalued to me at this moment, right? Especially in the MMA, in MMA, and boxing—he's really not a factor. But I, I don't know, like if Pacquiao, you know, if the money's made right to him and Pacquiao fight, if that's offered, he's going to fight Pacquiao. But in the MMA, it's a little different because now you have to kind of listen. You you don't in boxing. You're big enough. You're your own boss. Even with your promoter, even if it was in your own promotion, if you're generating enough money, you do get to call shots, Canelo Alvarez. So I mean, it's it's so when you're dealing like that, Connor, to go back to the to the UFC, he's going to have to go back under a boss with strict rules. Right. And for not as much pay as boxing, so I mean, so as a businessman, Connor's doing he he's he's not making money right now, but he might be sitting out for his potential earnings, maybe. But he's going to have to do something soon because how old is Connor? Right. Cause yeah. yeah, he's he's coming out out of the problem of his career not too long. So right. and Connor's not a heavy guy. So, so I expect this point. You're talking about you're getting up and dealing with the mid thirties. You're going to have to. He, Connor's going to have to do something soon because those skills are going to erode. And Connor's a guy who fights off of explosion. And the first thing to go from the older guys is the explosion. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the other one, uh, I wish uh, Ty was here because uh, his boy, uh, the Jackal, uh, is going to be fighting. Um, the WBO has, has uh, okayed uh, a match um, with uh, Carl Frampton and Herring, and the winner of that will will take on uh, Shakar Stevens within 90 days, according to the contract. Um, I guess the, the first question is, um, Frampton, um, can he take this fight, or is it going to be Herring that fights uh, Stevenson? Um, Frampton's getting, uh, he's getting up there now. Uh, good fighter, getting up there. Um, I don't know if Herring's the guy, <laughs> to be honest. 
But I mean, Steven, you know, talking either one. Stevens is a guy who's really, really talented. Shakur Stevens is a talented fighter. Um, he has holes. He, he's still, uh, to me, he still has to get past some of his greenery. But I mean, he's a you can see the talent in him. Uh, it, I mean, wh- wh- whichever one he fights, he's gonna he's gonna struggle with. Can't say he'll win or lose. But um, like right now, I can't even call the the, the uh, Frampton Herring fight right now, just because I have I don't even know it's don't know what Frampton has left. Right, I will have to really see that. Now Frampton puts on a very good performance, then and then goes against Stevens. Well, you know, I might lean toward him a little bit just because of experience. Okay, now Chris, you got a uh, one of your guys, uh, Luis Ortiz. Uh, is going on the uh, November seventh against uh, Alexander Flores. Uh, what's your thoughts on that one? Say that again, Frank. Who's going? The first Luis time. Ortiz. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Against I'm not Flores. Give that one I to see. I see. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know too much about Flores, but Luis Ortiz, um, King Kong is—he's is, he's about as old as King Kong right now. I, yeah. I love Luis Ortiz, but he—he's just—I mean, he's—it's uh, just so long you could go in this sport, especially when you're getting heavier and your skills start eroding as a heavyweight. All that's going to happen is you're going to get knocked out quicker and more devastating. That's all that happens. And I mean, I kind of don't want to. I don't ever want to see it with any fighter. And Luis Ortiz, as skillful as he is, I mean, you can only go so long, even with craft and skill. Because I mean, if your arms don't move at a certain click and your head doesn't move out of the way at a certain click, well, then bad things happen. And that's that's what's happening to Luis Ortiz to me. That's that's what's happening. He's he's eating more punches, and as I said, as a heavyweight, that's the I mean, as any weight, but heavyweight is <laughs> stuff just going to start happening harder and faster to him. Once you get a certain age, once you, I'm sorry, I'm saying, just once you get a certain age, I mean, if you're going to continue in 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 any well, really, in the professional areas of sports. Um, fighting, fighting in particular, because they don't really. I mean, once you get older, you retire from the NBA. You don't have any, you know, lesser competition to go to. Right. But with fighting, you do. And I would like to see uh, when guys start, you know, and when they retire, some guys do it. They go ahead and they'll go. They'll. Oh Lord. They'll. Um, they'll let. They'll take like lesser fights to retire. Retirement fights. Um, like Gamboa is not doing that. Gamboa is he he's he's taking I mean and if you think you got it you got I mean I can't deny the guys, you know, that they're earning. But I mean this is a hard this is a hard way to live. So I would like to see guys, you know, take lesser and lesser fights the older they get lesser competition on their way to retire. Because you know, I mean it's hard to say that that night you don't have it. Because Bernard Hopkins fought till he was fifty, and it looked like he had it until he fought Kovalev and Joe Smith. So I mean, it's hard to tell. Sometimes it happens overnight, but most of the time, you can see it leading up the fight. You can see, you can see, you know, a guy slowing down in training, reflexes going, leading up the fight, and you know, you just you don't want to see guys get punished. That's my whole thing. Is is that it gets unnecessary after a point to where oh, he's just a name. I mean, and, and and it's, you know, as I say, it, it was a really, I mean, and I could be wrong at times because Tank Davis was supposed to blow Gamboa away. Gamboa is an experienced fighter. So that, that held him up throughout the fight, made it, you know, a, a competitive fight. So, I mean, I can't really, I can't, you know, it, I could be wrong in some instances, but most of the time I, I just see punishment, unnecessary punishment. Well, guys, we're right up against our time limit. Uh, I want to thank you, Bob. Thank you for taking time away from your family uh, to be with us tonight, Chris. It's always uh, 
always great to have you here and, and Z. Um, uh, just uh, you know, you, you give so much to the program, and we really appreciate everything you do. Um, so, Z, you want to? My pleasure. Talking with you guys. Thank you, Z. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Take care, Bob. Have a safe trip home. All right. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. Take care. Go ahead, Z. Uh, yeah. Uh, I want to thank Benny Henderson for chiming in with us. Uh, I want to thank Bob and Dr. Chris as usual. Bob, get home safe. I want to thank you, Butch, all of my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely dedicated in the memory of Bob and Coach Mel. If anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Okay, Chris. I'll see you guys next week. Well, I'll okay. listen to you next week. Uh, right. I'm, I'm waiting for something good to happen to me. I'll have some good news next week. I might have yeah, sold hopefully. something. I'll yeah, send you some money. Hopefully. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Good talk again, to you again. Thank everybody who's on the program. Take it easy, uh, uh, Zeke, uh, Chris, and, and Bob. Um, these programs are brought to you each and every night. We create grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces and the men and women of police and fire services, as well as the men and women of and first responders. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please let them know you know they're there. We appreciate everything you do, and we're out there to do whatever we can to keep you safe. So um, let's have a, a very safe week for everybody. Um, these programs are dedicated to all the, to the men and women who've lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey, Jerry, David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Sergeant Thomas Batinger, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Patrolman De- Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hendler, Lieutenant Mike Zerber, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman Anafa Crispin, Flake PD, Chief Al Hogle, Long Brigade Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, Highway Patrolman Alonzo Moses, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Lazaro, Philadelphia Highway Patrol, Highway Patrolman Brian Murphy, Plymouth Township, PA Highway Patrol, uh, Lieutenant Bob Neary, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant Mike Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy, Deputy Jonathan Scott Pine, Orange County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Robert Jermaine, Windermere, Florida Police Department, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Patrolman Charlie Condit, uh, Tapper Springs Police Department, Hillsborough County Deputy Sheriff Charlie Cotlock, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Rodney Bond, Delaware State Police, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Ardeth Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Deputy Special Inspector Vinny Galaccio, Delaware State Trooper Corporal Stephen Boward, uh, Kissimmee Police Officer Matt Baxter, Kissimmee Sergeant Sam Howard, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Deputy uh, Phil Gentry, Highland County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Clay Zerba, Clay County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Natalie Corona, L.A. County Sheriff's Department, Pasco County Deputy Sheriff uh, April Rodriguez, uh, Officer Bob McKetchen, uh, Biloxi, Kentucky Police Department, and Trooper, Trooper Joe Willis, Florida Highway Patrol. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, but sometime we'll be 10-10 at the table of the Lord. Until that time, may the rose rise up to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hallow of his hand. Good night, God bless, and please have a safe week.